Welcome back, everybody. I'm meteorologist Joe Martucci. I'm joined uh, by Dr. Dave Robinson, the New Jersey State Climatologist. September, well, pretty much continued off of where August was for the most part. It was warm, it was sticky, and it was very, very wet. So we'll start off here by introducing Dr. Robinson. Dr. Robinson, thanks for being us here uh, today. We appreciate it. My pleasure. All right. So like I started off, it seems like we picked up right where August left off and during the month of September. It was warm and wet. Now, I know uh, you had a quote uh, with Rutgers a couple of days ago saying that we'd probably take a place at the metal podium here for the month of September in the state, uh, but just wasn't exactly sure where. So do we have any uh, do we have the final numbers in uh, for the month of September uh, in South Jersey and where do we rank? Uh, well, we're not sure if the final numbers are in yet. We've got to wait one more day to see if the numbers ah, hold. Just it. They've been changing each day mm -hmm. uh, as we get data in from the end of the month and it gets processed through the National Center. But as of this morning, the state ranks as the third warmest September on record, um, 4.6 degrees above average, mm -hmm. um, just four-tenths of a degree below the all-time warmest September, which was in 1961, uh, three-tenths of a degree below the second place, which was in 2015. That's okay. the state. Yep. Now, South Jersey was a little bit war warmer than the state as a whole. Mm. And the, this morning, we have a number of 71.8 degrees for the temperature, average temperature in um, September, and that ranks first. Oh, okay. Um, so we had a record here for September. But it's one-tenth of a degree above 1961 and 2015. <laughs> so they're all very close to one another. Um, but as of this morning, the South Holds is being just above the other two for first place. So South a little bit warmer compared to normal than North, but both very warm. And the interesting thing is that it was more in the a function of minimum temperatures hmm. being really warm, not maximum temperatures. Um, yeah. For instance, in the south, the minimum temperature was four-tenths of a degree above any other minimum temperature recorded um, uh, historically. And when we talk historically, we're talking 1895. But the maximum temperature only ranked 22nd. Um, okay. We had a lot of clouds. We had yeah. a lot of humidity. Mm -hmm. And what that does is it shields us from some of the hottest sun during the day. But at night, it holds any daytime heat close to the surface and doesn't allow it to escape out to space. So we have what we call a very small diurnal temperature range where the highs are a little above normal, but the minimums are well above normal. So the range between day and nighttime temperatures isn't as great as is normally found in a month like September. Yeah, and you actually went right into my next point because I, at the airport here in Atlantic City, we had one record high temperature. That was on September 4th, but we broke six record high minimum temperatures uh, during the month of September. And I just want to touch on what you were saying. You said we beat the old record for the minimum temperature by a decent amount. Just want to clarify, that is for the month of September, not all time oh yeah yeah it's yep. just for the month of september got it got it now how would that compare that temperature that minimum temperature during the month of september uh on average to an average july or august is that even above average for those months 
Yeah, that that's a really good question. It's something I didn't look at specifically. But yeah, when we're talking about statewide, the minimum temperature was 7.9 degrees above normal. Right. Um, and and that gets up there comparable with what we might find for a minimum temperature in an average July or August. I mean, mins really do start falling off as uh, we get into September, we get into the early fall. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, our night times were comparable to what you'd see at an average uh, July or August night rather than September night. <laughs> Plenty of air conditioning to go around. I know I had it on for a good amount of September. Um, touching on or going off of that a little bit, um, the dew points, and you were saying the humidity was high. And we actually, from what I noticed, the number of times we had dew points over 70 or 75 was well off the charts here uh, for this area during the month of September. You know, was that something when we're looking at the month, was that for just New Jersey or the Northeast, or was it really a whole East Coast phenomenon that we were so humid? Like, what was driving all of that humidity over the month? Yeah, it, it's an entirely East Coast phenomenon, mm -hmm. and it's something we saw all summer long. And it actually was more pronounced up in New England than it was here in the Mid Atlantic. Okay. Uh, we just had, and, and it, it's really for two reasons. One is a very persistent southerly flow into this region which brings the moisture up from the Caribbean and the South Atlantic. And the other was above average sea surface temperatures off the coast of mm -hmm. the Mid-Atlantic and especially up off of in the Gulf of Maine, off okay. New England. So that created local evaporation, enhanced local evaporation. So we got it locally and we got it at what we call invected or moved in from, from Southern reaches. So, um, we were just in, in a real warm, moist pattern. Mm -hmm. And with the moist came the rain, and we had plenty of it here uh, across the area. Where did we stack up in South Jersey in terms of rainfall? Uh, average rainfall for South Jersey is 7.74 inches. Mm -hmm. um, that ranks as the fifth, fifth. wettest uh, September on record. Uh, comes nowhere close to the 9.60 inches that fell in 1938. Um, really, some of that was associated with being to the west of the great hurricane of 38 that mm -hmm. struck Long Island in southern, southeastern New England. Um, being on the, the west side of that storm brought us a lot of precipitation, much as we saw in Floyd uh, and Irene in recent, more recent years. So fifth place, still pretty darn impressive. Uh, and and the, well, it even makes it more impressive that there wasn't any close by tropical system that gave us one huge dump of rainfall, uh, like the Irene and the Floyd and the 38 storm. This month, it was just a function of persistent moist air masses getting into this area and wringing themselves out. Um, so it wasn't one event, it was multiple events. We had many a day with measurable rainfall. Yeah, and I'm so glad we're on the same page here because that was what I was going to say. I believe you know, none of this really, with the exception of the remnants of Florence, which wasn't too much, but it was just from the persistent you know, moisture during the month. As far as you know, you know, we're in fifth place. Would this be the highest month of rainfall that did lack any direct or nearby tropical landfall or a nearby system 
I, I, I really don't know what that, but I looked at some of the ones up near the top in 1960 was in there and that would have been Donna um, that came up the coast. Uh, and no doubt there were some other tropical systems in there as well. Right. But, you know, it, it's a little tough to ferret that out sometimes um, because we do get sometimes glancing blows uh, from tropical systems that have something of a tropical origin. But mm -hmm. when do you not say it has anything to do with a tropical origin? Uh, so it gets a little tricky there. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I hear you. I hear you. Um, as we go, you know, for instance, with, yeah, God, God. Just, just for instance, the, we had some heavy rain back on the seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh. People may remember coastal flooding with a lot of onshore winds. Yes. At the tail end of that, we got some of the remnants of Tropical Storm Gordon uh, that came mm -hmm. into the Gulf. So was that a tropical storm that gave us that precipitation? No, but was some of the energy from the you know remnant energy from that storm, did that help generate some of that rainfall? So I can't say that it was completely, this rainfall this month uh, of September was completely devoid of some tropical influence. Um, so that's why you really have to, that's a good uh, long-term study from someone to look at that. That's something you can't, can't grab and go with too too quickly right no I, I understand sure sure let's uh let's turn the page a little bit now that we are in october um we're in fall and it also means the end of the growing season is near in uh not only new jersey but south jersey as well so play out across the state and across south jersey when do we typically see our first frost of the year here yeah well starting up in the north it's not uncommon to some of the valley locations get some cold air drainage, we call it, into them late in September, and they'll have freezes. Um, on average, you get to the valleys in northwest Jersey and occasionally at the higher elevations as well. Um, the first 10 days of October, uh, you'll have that first freeze quite commonly. Once you get down to the middle part of the state, around Rutgers campus, mm -hmm. uh, it's closer to the 17th to 19th of October. Um, and then it continues further south and along coastal South Jersey, um, down along the shore in Atlantic City and down Cape May, uh, it often, we don't see the first freeze until the first or second week of November. A and a couple of years ago, we went until the first week of January before we saw a freeze at the Atlantic City Marina. Um, a record-breaking a late first freeze. But right. you can see the difference can be commonly a hundred days between uh, the difference between the last freeze in the spring and the first freeze in the fall, the growing season. The growing season in Northwest Jersey is often a hundred days shorter than the growing season in coastal South Jersey. And, there, and even within South Jersey, there's differences too, correct? I mean, we're talking even today. Oh. So today's October 4th. We had low temperatures in the mid-50s in Hamilton, 70 degrees over in Atlantic City. Oh, huge. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, huge differences. As, as the water hangs on to its heat, so does the air nearby. So your, your coastal areas can be significantly warmer than just 5, 10 miles inland. Uh, the airport in Pomona will have mm -hmm. its first freeze oftentimes well before the first freeze over at the marina. Uh, sitting out there in the Pinelands with its sandy soils, 
um, it can lose on a clear, calm night, can lose a lot of the daytime heat and, and quite get quite chilly. So, yeah, a phenomenal difference between inland and coastal South Jersey. Yes. And I was I was talking to a farmer yesterday or last week, excuse me, and uh, Mullica, and he was just saying the difference between growing here. And he talks to some of his uh, people who farm closer to the bays and how it gets a little chillier there and vice versa when he's talking to people out in Hamilton. So there is definitely a difference here. And, you know, talking about fall, let's also talk about foliage a little bit. How are we looking for this year being warm and wet, at least, you know, as we went through August and September? Yeah, I can tell you for sure it's going to be late. Okay. Um, just as it's been the last, uh, really, three years. You have to look at the last three, four years, 15, 16, 17, and 18, the September average temperatures all fell within the top 11 in the past. That's how unusual it's been. Uh, summer is just slowed apart. And with that, the trees that are more sensitive to temperature to mm -hmm. trigger their change of color are, are being delayed. Now, there are some trees that are more sensitive to just declining daylight, um, and they're not going to be as affected as much by temperature. Um, so temperature-wise, there's no question in my mind right now that temperature-sensitive trees are going to be a couple of weeks delayed. Now, you factor in the moisture, that's kind of a wild card because the last three Septembers that I talked about being so warm mm -hmm. were also very dry. And yeah. here we're very different. We were very warm, <laughs> but we were very wet. It's like summer and, and I, Yeah, I, I think that holds a little bit more hope out for some vibrant colors. Uh, than we, we've seen the last couple of years. But the real secret to it, or the real clue to it, is just whether we can get colder nighttime temperatures in here, because that's what the trees need to start changing colors, start shutting down up in the leaf stems and, and provide color. And, and if we keep having these warm nights, that's going to delay things further, and it's going to result in muted colors. So I don't hold that tremendous hope for the foliage season simply because how of how warm the nights continue to be mm -hmm. um but at least it's not dry so the trees are suffering from um being too dry and turning on that account all right thank you and we'll wrap it up here real quick any improvements we have going on with the climate network over the past month since we last spoke you want to talk about we're getting close. We're about to put two new stations in, but they're going to be in central and North Jersey. Uh, as you recall, we've had a major build out in the South yes. over the last couple of years. Um, and, and that's going very well. Um, but we're looking to the North now to put in a station in Somerset County and another in Sussex County. Uh, they should be in the ground um, by the end of October, or early November. Well, hey, they, they need to love too. It, it was our time. Now we can spread the love up to the Northern half of the state. Yeah. Exactly. Right now, we're looking for a few more stations along the coast uh, and a few more in North Jersey. Um, but uh, we're always interested in, in uh, expanding the network uh, with real high quality instrumentation so we can provide the best information to you and, and to your listeners. No, absolutely. I use it every day, as you know. I'm always on it. It's one of my tabs. I take, keep check on, keep checking on. Excuse me. And uh, I love the colors too with the map. So it's always good to show that way. Uh, Dr. Robinson, thank you so much. Uh, you want to just shout out where you can find weather information with the state climatologist? You can find our real-time weather information at njweather.org. 
And if you want to look back at the narrative, I'll be writing. I'm in the midst of writing about September. It will be posted soon. Uh, and other long-term climate information, you can go to njclimate.org. Okay. Great. Thanks very much. No, very no much you're very letting- welcome. All right. Well, hey, thank you so much again. Uh, that's our September wrap-up for the month uh, here in South Jersey. We'll be back with you sometime around Halloween-ish. Maybe we'll uh, discuss what our Halloween plans were, but we'll, uh, we'll talk about the month of October here. Thank you again. We appreciate the time. Yes. Anytime. Bye-bye. Take care.